Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Remember to check out our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media platforms for our product lines, news, and upcoming events. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Really going to have a blast today. It's something we are going to do a few times uh, this season where we bring back a couple former guests in conversation. Today, I get to speak with a couple of creatives and former professional volleyball players, Katie Hauser and Gabrielle Rivera-Valadon. Make sure to follow Katie on Instagram at Hauser underscore art and Concrete Collective and follow Gabrielle at Gabby Longlegs. Let's welcome Katie Hauser and Gabrielle Rivera-Valadon. That was timing. You both literally jumped on at the exact same time. Hello. I said that was timing. You literally both jumped on almost the exact same time. Awesome. I'm so sorry about that. Um, All good. Yeah. Uh oh. She popped off. Are you still over in in overseas? Yeah, I'm in Newcastle. Okay. Um, It's like England. Yeah. Are you? So are you not done with school? Are you done with school? No. Um, I'm done. I got a um, postgraduate visa. For oh, two sweet. years. Wow. Yeah. Yeehaw. Yeah. Extending. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> um, actually, or correctly, Howe, man. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Like, you know, Newcastle United, like football. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. So it's like Howe, the lads, is like the. Do you go stuff. Do you go to the matches? So I went to one and okay. I'll probably never go. No, no. Sorry. I went to two. Um, but they're getting really good now since they've been bought out by the uh, Sunny. Sorry, so yeah, um, I like, probably they're like way up there, aren't they? In the oh, camera's not yeah. working. Can you hear? It? Yeah, I just saw that. So, hmm. Gabrielle, can you hear at least? Like the sound isn't on. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. No worries. We're just ca- we're, we're talking. We're just gonna have our own damn podcast without you. Never mind. <laughs> oh my god okay there we go i did not have to accept the recording portion <laughs> oh no worries technology is okay. a bitch so we know this yeah. well hey I, well, I already start you know how i do this i already start recording but i want to introduce you two to each other ta-da ta-da there you go <laughs> um stoked to meet you yeah it's really nice to meet you but good to have another volleyballer and abstract athlete <laughs> How long have you been with abstract athlete well no we I, we're gonna do i'm doing a couple of these podcasts this season that are bringing back like maybe some past guests and like putting it together like i'm have uh gabrielle I'm, i um i'm having patrick on with jay demerit um just two nice. two former soccer guys you know and i just thought it would be like kind of first of all like it's cool because like you're you both like have like cool histories, data, you know, obviously. Um, you both played internationally um for like 
I don't even know if you guys know this about each other, but no. Gabriel played <laughs> for Puerto Rican national team. Oh, wow. And then and then Katie played for Colombia, correct? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I oh, that's that. awesome. But I thought, you know, it's just also it's like you just finished school, Katie. You just finished yes. your, your master's and Gabrielle, you just got back into school, right? Yeah, I'm doing a certificate through NYU and yeah, that kind awesome. of leads to a master's program, which I've been kind of considering because my I just wanted I feel like I need to kickstart my career again. But I feel like having done marketing it changes every day and like with more social media platforms and creative direction and all that stuff. I'm very, very antiquated in what I know. So I feel like I have to relearn everything again. It's, but it's hard. Like respect, like you said, with technology, it's like anything creative is like in this weird space with AI and where the hell are we going kind of a thing. So it's, it, it is, I, I don't want to say it's scary cause I'm not, <clears throat> it's not like that, but it is like, where are where are we right now and stuff? But I think it's cool. Like that's what you were asking me to potentially write a letter for you for, correct? Eventually, didn't you ask me, Gabrielle? To oh write? me? Yeah. Oh yes, I did. It was yeah. actually for a teaching job, um, just for high school because I've been coaching high school, and then um, and then I decided I didn't really want to coach high school okay. kids, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or teach high school kids, so. <laughs> I realized I realized that as a coach, I get the best side of them. And as a teacher, you would get the absolute worst. (laughs) Would you teach art or, or a different? Yeah. So they were actually searching for like a drama, a drama coach. And I was in that for a long time. And I think that would really be the only thing that I would be interested in teaching if I did, if I did do that in a high school. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. uh, interesting that you did that. I, I got it accepted into a program here in the UK for um, they call it secondary, which is basically like eleven through sixteen. Here, they have like a little yeah. slightly um, set up, and I was all set to do it, everything, and it it, it was like specific for teaching art and design. Um, and then my visa didn't come through. Like I needed some sort of thing. Um, in time and I didn't do it. And honestly, it's probably the best thing for my, my career right now is that I did not actually do that because yeah, just, it kind of feels, it feels safe. And, and I think uh, there's definitely a time for that in my art career, but, um, not, not yet. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is the first time I've been on a podcast where I have the shortest hair. Yeah. (laughs) You cut your hair? Yeah. Did you, did you know I yeah, it's kind of it's pretty much wow. the shortest it's been in a long time. Is, is yours here? Yeah, it's there. No, we have the same. Oh, uh, yours is short now. A little bit lo- right. longer than that. Yeah, it's okay. like right here. I'm yeah. thinking of doing that cut because like, mm-hmm. this is. That's why we brought you on this much. podcast. It's an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why people keep telling me. My roommate keeps saying that I'm making her nervous when I talk about cutting my hair. <laughs> oh, you know what? Your hair is not your identity. Okay. Exactly. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. No, yeah. no. Okay, Samson. Yeah, I, I, I need something for an identity. <laughs> I saw that story that you put up the other day with you with short hair. And I can't, you look, you look like from a movie and I can't quite like pin like which character you are, but I'm going to send it to you later. Oh, I, from the, I, the short haired picture? 
Yes, you have like an earring and like you have short hair. Yeah. Well, that's I always get the the people that are always shocked that I had short hair once. I was like, I was an athlete. I mean, like I had like, you know, and that yeah. was actually I, that's probably the last time I've had really short, like not really short, but short hair. And I can't remember when that was. That might have been when my sister got married because she kind of like ultimated me to to do that. So. Yeah. But I don't know. I I keep thinking it might be time to chop it off and reinvent myself. And I need something. Like you said, Gabrielle, it's like, it's time to reinvent the, yourself. And re- I, I go through these phases of, I got to do something different. And, um, I think God, Kate, like, I'm trying to remember, I know Gabrielle and I have talked about wildlife photography that I'm becoming addicted to. My God, you have to meet me out there. I mean, a hundred percent. I'm going I, back. I'm going back out in May. I'm going back out in May. You go out there so often. That's I, amazing. It's I'm it's mental health thing. For me. It's so yeah. Move out there. I'm trying to. Somebody yeah. needs to drop a million dollars on me so I can leave. So yeah, dude, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming soon for sure. <clears throat> trying, trying. Well, give me up. To, like maybe like I don't know. Like I in some ways I kind of want you guys to talk and I'll just sit and listen. But I mean. For me, like, there's lots of updates with you guys. Like, obviously, Katie, since we had, like, you were on the second season, third season? I can't even remember. Um, I don't know. Early on. And you were, like, shortly yeah. thereafter, Gabrielle. And, like, so, like, there's, like, there's all the, and Gabrielle's actually come to my class, which was super, I might actually have you and maybe I'll have both of you in my class. That would be pretty dope. Although, Katie, that'd be, like, super late for you. I mean, that'd be, yeah. like, that'd be, like, literally... I'm just up three in the morning and stuff. Um, But I think like, you know, like what, why I think it was again, like this, this kind of collaborative podcast of like these conversations, like, first of all, like it, it adds on to the, the discussions we had individually, but because again, like your, your guys' lives, I don't want to say they mirror each other, but there's a lot of obviously overlaps you you both played professional volleyball you're both creative um you're both like doing stuff back in school and stuff and and just like i for me it's like have super interesting lives like i, I think i said that to you gabrielle before it's just like holy shit you do so many fucking cool things like to me it's you know and then like katie's like for me katie's you katie like you're you're just like starting like your artwork to me is like exploded in such a cool different way like to see like what you were doing here. Like I wrote a letter for you, didn't I? So See, I have a good, I have a good track record. So I got her in grad school. Ron, Ron wrote my letter to get into uh, Newcastle. And uh, wow. yeah, I mean, I can't thank you enough, honestly. I mean, I, I it, cause it, the MA for me was like the perfect, perfect thing. Um, I mean, I, I, I obviously didn't go in the States, so I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there but like at least here it's like i really got to just like experiment and then just like push and you know i i really struggled in the states to get into um a program because they were like oh like we need to know what you're gonna do and what's it gonna look like and like all this stuff and i was like yeah i don't know and i I don't, I, I mean, like I said, I, I can't say enough how happy I am that I went here. If you want to play volleyball in the UK, I'm, I'm coaching now. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> make this like, oh, happen. yes. 
whatever. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a phenomenal school, though. And so that's why I was like saying, I mean, it, it just like kind of worlds collided for me. A recruiter reached out to me, asked me if I wanted to play. And then I was like, yeah, like wherever the best art school is. And then that's bing, bang, boom. Now I live here. <laughs> uh Okay, so when I was on, I last year was searching for jobs through like NCAA.com oh. jobs. And I saw that there, because I was looking for um, graduate assistant positions that oh. I could go study my master's and have at least part of the tuition paid for. And I saw one that was actually in the UK that schools in the UK and the NCAA had partnered together and that you could oh. go play over there and study your master's and maybe even your PhD or something. And that yeah. really intrigued me. And it's it's overall just so much cheaper. I mean, I so I was talking to, I think it was the in- Institute of Chicago. Like I had gotten, they had offered me some sort of certificate, which was still just like mind-blowingly expensive for not getting a terminating degree. And the lady was like, I can't ethically tell you to do this. And, um, but yeah, so it's like crazy. Whereas like here, like with a scholarship, it's like nine grand a year, you know? Oh I mean, it's not more international player. Like I, I kind of had a weird experience where, I mean, I did get a big scholarship, but um, for people that have played in, in that kind of like top pro league or international league, like sometimes they're probably like 60% covered. And it was only, you know, like, I mean, at least like a fraction of, of what it costs in, in the US. And, and then the other thing that I was, before with especially with the arts degrees um i know i know ron you you've taught at the ma level and taught like at the ba level and like i almost in the states i would prefer to do a ba like and it just i mean i don't know i mean again i didn't actually do it but um based on sometimes talking to some of the people i was just like i don't want to hate my work at the end of this and, yeah and yeah i remember being at an opening with you ron and uh and I'll never forget it. One of the guys, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was there and he just finished and he was like, man, I hate my work. And I was like, oh, God, you know, that's like your passion and everything. So it's um, hard, it's hard, though, like when you're creative in school, because it becomes a job and not not that like when you're out of school, it's not a job also. But there's the there's the free like I mean, you know, you've been. You've been to my studio, Katie Gabrielle, when you yeah. ever, ever, anytime you visit Richmond, you can come to my studio. But it's like, I just, like, yes, like, it's a job of sorts because I sell work, but it's like, I just do whatever I want. Like, I, you know, that love. But like in school, sometimes that's why it's interesting to hear about the UK. There's a little bit more freedom. I mean, that's the way that I teach. Like, I just want, I want you to enjoy your work because I'm always of the opinion, if you enjoy something, you're going to want to come back to it. It's like, if you kind of funnel it down into this space, it's like, ugh, you just like the walls are closing in. It's like claustrophobic. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what, what you think about that, Gabrielle, like, like, at, like with your work. I mean, I know some people like hate making their work. All, even, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they hate making yeah. their work. They hate looking at their work, but they keep yeah. making, you know, yeah. I, I I, I, um, I feel like that's a, that's such a Western American thing is like, it's so intertwined. Oh gosh, there's so many layers to that. Um, (laughs) especially as like a creative person and now with everything being so expensive and now you're expected to monetize everything all the time. 
And so like, then people are making their hobbies, their passion, hobbies slash passion into a monetized job. And then that becomes the job. And then you start loving that job. So then you start to build more, like you try to get another hobby and then hopefully you love that as you're trying to make money from the other thing. But then like when you're going back to like what you were talking about before is like, um, when I went to what, I don't know if it's like a difference in West coast and the East coast schools and cultures, but when I went to Florida state, my first year, you can, you can enter as an undergraduate and, and say that you're undeclared until your junior year. Um, oh, wow. but then your, but then when I transferred to Cal Poly in, in California, they expect for freshmen, incoming freshmen to know what they're going to do. And they have to declare their major from the very beginning. And they make it very difficult if you want to even switch your major at all. Really, really difficult. So then you're getting like a bunch of 17, 18 year olds. All, all of a sudden they know what they want to do for the rest of their lives and pay a ton, like hundreds of thousands of dollars to be pigeonholed in this one thing. And I feel like, like it's such a difference in culture where in the UK, you know, you have the gap year or in Australia, you have the gap year. And I've always met people from Europe where you're almost encouraged to take a gap year between um, like secondary school and university. And then you go and you travel the world, you get to know yourself, you get to kind of mature. And over here, it is not a thing. Like if you take a gap year, you are a loser <laughs> and you're, you're gonna, you're gonna end up living in your mom's basement. You know, like the rhetoric is so negative. It's so yeah. negative around well, here to like just take some time. It's hard to get, like, I, I think I might've said this to both of you on the podcast, but like, I went to school to play baseball out of high school and I had no idea what I was doing. And then I quit you know, like a year and a half into my college, which meant baseball is like, that was it the end. But then trying to get back into school was like, I mean, there was, it was like a vault. I mean, it was the most difficult thing. It's like, they don't want those people to come back. It's like, you, like you just say, Gabriel, it's like, you're a loser, but you know, it's like, you're, you don't, you're not, you don't deserve to come back. Like you, you missed your chance. Like, and I was yeah. just like, God. And it's like, I talk to students about that every once in a while that are coming back. And it's like, you know, I, I give them a lot of props for doing it because it is difficult, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that, like, I agree. Like that, that gap year, I think is actually, it's important to like experience life because yeah. like you, sometimes you just don't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I, I was just before this, the reason why I was late too is because I was talking to my cousin in, in Florida and he was giving me like just the lowdown, what their, uh, what their plan is for like retirement. And he's, you know, like they live in Miami and the life in Miami is just very, everyone shows their money very, very, it's just disgusting how much that lifestyle and like, and it just dictates people's lifestyle. And he says like, you know, life in the U S is really we come from a really small Island. And even though we're a territory, life is just very different. You know, you don't, there's certain parts that you, there's certain parts that people like to show their money, but most of the time it's all about lifestyle. And it's all about like appreciating, appreciating life and appreciating the pauses when you get to talk to someone one-on-one -on -one and actually have a conversation, like actually have a caring conversation with someone. And that's not really something that we really find here. People are always just in such a 
such a either a rush or trying to find out how you can benefit from meeting a person. I don't want to say it's like that that um hard um like lifestyle here like it's either this or that but it is but it is um it is such a way of life to just always think about moving up and making money and career is number 1. I that's it's I'm glad you said that and Katie you get to answer this afterwards because I think you touch on something that I I talk about all the time. It's like, yes, America is like a monetary system. Like art is like, it's not always based on creativity. It's based on if you can sell your work. And it's like, it's so bizarre to me because it's like that. It's like the creativity is like the bottom of the thing. When I talk to like your like students that are from like different countries, it's like they appreciate it. Like, you know, in Puerto Rico, they, they appreciate art. Like it's, it's like, it's a lifestyle, you know, yeah. like, I'm um, in like I, in Europe, like I, when I lived in Paris, it's like, it was so nice to just be able to talk to people about ideas, not, Hey, how, how, have you sold any work lately? And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to sell work because then it allows you to buy more stuff to make more stuff. But it's like when you lose why we are creative beings, which I think in a lot of ways, the United States, I mean, have you noticed that Katie, like living over in the UK? Like, I'm, oh, yeah. it's, I mean, Obviously you kind of said that at the beginning about being in school. It's like, they allow you to experiment. Like, and, and, you know, I think every, every school in the U S like the marketing, they're going to tell you, yeah, we want you to experiment. We want you to be multidisciplinary, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, like we were, you were saying, and I think you said it as well about like appreciating the moment and, and like not having this pressure to monetize everything, you know, like, like if you do feel free enough that like, oh yeah, like I'm going to make this and, and it really, I don't care if it sells. Whereas like, I think if the, the general population has been so removed from art culture, which I would say like where I'm from is just like cultural desert. Like, I mean, we have our own culture, but when it comes to like that, like kind of history of art and like, what is art? That's just like not a topic of discussion at all for people and so then there it's like here i mean sorry here the the arts council and there's like me, like mega funding from from the country itself that you know you can apply for and actually think oh shoot i might actually get this where in the us i feel like if i don't kind of already meet certain like professional requirements like i used to get denied from like i don't know opportunities and stuff in the states and they would send it back and say sorry we found someone more like qualified than you and i always found that a really strange way of saying no yeah. you know like oh so you like my stuff but i'm not qualified mm -hmm. that's yeah it's just it seems like really bizarre so it's a lot of i mean i could talk about this like forever because <laughs> i was thoughts on on that those different systems because even though like I, I love like I love the U.S. in the sense that like you know all my family's from there like a lot of past and good memories and stuff but like it's just it's, it's such a um, nice environment and artist community here of like yeah like no one I mean it sounds bad I want all my friends to sell work and we're trying but because there's there's so many so many good artists like saturated in the U.K. And um, I would say as well, like the middle middle class is, is doing, I mean, the, the economy sucks right now. Let's just say that as well. Um, that, so we're really just like having conversations about the art and not about like that, like business side. And, and I mean, I don't know, it's refreshing.
Do you, I mean, yeah. I, like, do you find that the same with, with athletics? Do they care more? Like, cause again, in the, in the U S it's more about like stature and, and I mean, maybe it is like all over the world, like, but it's like, they're like kind of a love. I mean, maybe the college atmosphere, there's a love of sport, but like when it gets to professional sports in the United States, it's like more about like stature and like what you're wearing before the game compared to like what you're doing in the, you know, maybe that's a little bit yeah. harsh, but you I know mean, what I mean? Like, I just think culturally in general, like it's just interesting. And, and the, again, not bashing the United States because I love where I yeah. live and all that stuff, but it's like, <laughs> but there, like, there's just older cultures seem to respect life more if it makes sense yeah i mean i think i think they've gone through a lot of those like i don't know the the which make it working class rising up but you know that this kind of like back and forth where it's like the wage gap in the u.s is just like i mean we, we're just such a brand new country but um what but the back to what you said about sports since this is about sports as well uh also really interesting like like okay so on my visa technically like i'm a coach and I'm, i mean i don't think this is going anywhere but i'm getting my money in a very like sketchy way like because technically my visa is i'm not allowed to be a sports person and like even like like the games and stuff like i, I won't lie to you like if, if you come to play it'll be literally like for the experience of playing like you'll play a few like relatively good games a year most of the games will be like kind of shit you'll get an excellent deal on your education and no one will likely be at the games because <laughs> of this like like the way the head coach here who's like um ex-professional guy that is like a coach for volleyball england as well he says it's like football like as in soccer has such a hold on england that's insane like they're like ah if it's not football like i'm yeah. not coming yeah um so i think that's like it's not that it's just not that they don't have a love for sport, but the U.S. has so many different sports and just in general, like, you know, the entertainment and like kind of like social gatherings around sports are much bigger than they are here. Oh, huh. I mean, is that the same in Puerto Rico? Like, I know we talked a little bit on the the podcast we did because your, your dad was a professional basketball player, like kind of a icon, a hero of sorts. And then you played volleyball, like like is it is that experience like different to you like do you notice that difference i mean is it more like uh, college i guess is the way like in my head that's what i'm i guess i'm thinking yeah i volleyball is probably the biggest sport in in puerto rico wow yeah it's like there's baseball basketball and volleyball and like and granted i gotta say that the volleyball scene isn't what it used to be when i was growing up in it like every game would be sold out but you will hear bar none, everybody, every athlete, every volleyball player that has played all over the world, they will most likely say that their favorite audience was in Puerto Rico because everybody is so identified with their team, like where they're from. And um, it's like, it's, it's a huge deal, but everything is a really big deal when it comes to like representing anything from Puerto Rico. It's like whether it's sports or like beauty pageants, like Miss Universe is almost, it could be almost uh, a day off because people are like, it could be almost like a holiday because people are just so obsessed with like how Puerto Rico is represented in the world. And we identify ourselves by, by that in everything. So that's like, you know, like when you go to 
when you go to New York and you see all the all the Puerto Rican flags, like people are very prideful in everything that represents um, the culture and the island and everything. So when I came or, you know, and I'm, and I, I grapple with it, not grapple with it, but I, I reminisce a lot on it. Um, as I continue coaching in school and in club, but especially in club, because I was used to by, by the age that, that yeah, I'm coaching. Whoops. We're losing you a little bit. Girls. By that age. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Froze. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> For sure. Switch to my phone. You're good now. Yep. Okay. Um, what was the last part that you heard? <laughs> <laughs> um you said like we were talking about Puerto Rico and like New York and flags, people okay. being proud and from yeah. there. And people being proud of like the representation of everything. And then I, I compare my experience growing up in such a strong um, uh, sports affiliated, but especially for volleyball, volleyball. Um, Katie, I don't know if you, if you ever played um, against like Puerto Ricans or in Puerto Rico at all, but like yeah. volleyball is like, huge in Puerto Rico, humongous. It's a I passion. play in their league, honestly. Like one of my former club teammates was before, now she's playing pro in the US, but uh, she was playing in Puerto Rico. And I was like, oh God, like would have just like dreamed of it. I mean, right when I got out though, they were taking less, less um, like out of uh, yeah. Georgia, a lot less uh, foreigners that year. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. changed thing, but. Yeah, there's significantly less teams in the league, unfortunately. There used to be like 15, 16 teams, and now there's like half of that. So I think they like they they put in like a rule with how many foreigners or reinforcement players that you can bring in. Um that, but yeah, like makes, usually I mean, you gotta like you gotta develop your country. And if yeah. everyone is foreign, I mean that's how it, it kind of feels like at Newcastle. It's like really? most a, a Colombian girl this year. Um, as Slovakian and then like a few Americans, some Europeans, and then like two British players. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it makes, so that's the thing. Like the league is like the top of the league is built off of foreigners, but I do think it raises generally like, like the competition is better. Um, but it is really interesting for sure. The Abstract Athlete Get Stacked Paint and Puzzle Kit. Creative exercise designed in collaboration with former Ohio State Buckeye and NFL player Percy King. Create art as exercise for the mind. Order one of our art kits today, available at theabstractathlete.com, beginagaintoys.com, or on Amazon. The Abstract Athlete, where art and sport collide. you guys see yourself coaching for because both of you coach do you guys i mean that is that like something you see yourself doing for a while because it seems like you both 
enjoy it quite a lot. I mean, like, I know Gabriella, I see, like, you post stuff all the time about your, like, travels and different stuff and, and going, like, you played, like, in Vegas last year, or you probably go on these. I mean, is that something you guys, because that, like, that is also, like, the, the, the teacher kind of component in this, too, because it's, you know, in some ways, I, like, I probably said this to both of you, it's like, you know, going back to school and doing these things, it's like, it leads to potentially teaching or being a mentor and different stuff like that. And what, what level are you coaching in the States? Is it club or yeah, high, school? High, high school and club? And then, uh, at the end of last year, I, um, I filed for like a sole proprietorship to do like my own business in volleyball development. Nice. So like, um, lessons, coaching, like yeah. mentoring. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I, when I, when we last had this, um, podcast, like me and Ron, I was coaching a 12 year old team and a six, 16, 17 year old team. And yeah. they were like, they were coming for my life. Like, and you know, like these, like, I was like, Oh God, like, <laughs> like I'm not ready for this. Um, yeah. and I, I mean, I learned like so much from that and I was also doing the kind of skills, uh, mentoring thing on this side. Um, but I remember after like kind of my experience with 16, 17 as like a 20, basically 22 year old, like being like, I don't think coaching is for me. Like I like the lessons, <laughs> but like, this is just like, not, not something I enjoy. And then um, when I came to the UK, played here, got injured and then kind of naturally started being like an assistant and then officially an assistant this year. And yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know, like, it's a lot different to be a head coach, especially like with group, like, you know, like the way that I like, it, I think it's a, it's a bigger, like, like personal or social responsibility of like managing, but yeah. I definitely know I love like giving back in the sense of like, just like teaching somebody how to do something better and like their reaction to that. So, I mean, I can yeah. always think I'll do that, but as far as kind of tasting uh, I feel like being a coach is a lot like being an artist like at least in the U.S. you know you're just you're just chasing opportunities and if if they don't if they don't show up after your five-year contract like you and your entire family are moving to a new place <laughs> <laughs> like relentless That's, I've never heard a better way to describe coaching <laughs> and being an artist <laughs> it's a true you, story dogs it's so uh, true. I, I feel very, very lucky with the club team that I have now. Um, and I'm assistant coaching this year. Cause I knew like my, I, I wanted to have less responsibility cause I was head coaching in, in high school last year and the year before. And while I, I love it and love being able to just like design a practice and I know just how to do that, but I, I, it is a lot of work for, to be, to be a head coach, especially when when it's with club and there's so much, as they get older, there's so much writing on the, yeah. the literal resources that you provide. You have to set up this website and you have to do this and you have to do that. Like there, there's so much stuff. And me as a head or as, a, as an assistant coach, I'm like, I'm going to go travel this weekend. Sorry. <laughs> you know? And that's the reason yeah. why I'm up doing it, but I feel really lucky with the team that we have because they are so receptive and there's no big personalities. They, they love each other and they support each other. If anything, the hardest thing that I thought that was that we were going to have to, the, the thing that I found hardest to teach was the thing that I never thought you had to teach. And it was like the hunger to win. 
because I was just like that. But I think that's that could be also cultural. Um, I think it's gener- I think it's generational. Yeah, it's generational. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think like these girls are just so kind and so sweet and they play really well. But when I, I you know, then I tell them like, okay, now let's release the, the tiger, you know, <laughs> like I'm trying to give them how to feel, you know, how to, how to like, okay, you make it, you make an error, come back from that. You've like somebody aces you, tell them to serve you again, like start building yourself up. That self narration um, is important. And I, you know, they're, kind of getting it, but not really. So it's, it's, it's difficult. That was something that I never thought that I would have to teach. I thought it was like innate in everyone, but I'm learning about that. (laughs) No, I think a lot of that is generational. I don't want to, I don't use the word soft, but there is that killer in like instinct. It, It, you know, being a teacher, like you see, there's just not that want as much as I want them to want. Um, and it's, it's just interesting because like you said, like I, like I would go hit base. I would still go hit baseballs every day or shoot baskets every day. If I had time, like I would, I just like, I love that, that act and that kind of wanting to get better. Like, and I, you know, and taking that to a studio and like, as an artist, like wanting to get better. And, and it's just like, you just don't see it as much like from 10 years ago to me. And it's, it's interesting. Like, I don't, I think COVID obviously had something to do with it, but it was already starting before then. It's like this generation, like this sounds like old man on the porch shit, but I don't mean it like that, but it does seem like there's just not as much of that, that want. And I don't know if it's going back to our almost original conversation of technology. It's like, there's so much stuff that's like given to us now that you don't have to work for as much. It's, it's, it's it's just Mm -hmm. interesting to me. I mean, I, I, Sorry, sorry. It's the the lag. I didn't mean to cut you off. (laughs) Um, But but were you going to say about kind of, I don't think it's necessarily like all like, like you didn't need to say the old man part because I'm I'm like barely, like I'm hanging out with these girls as my friends. You know, there's there's like four to five years different. And like, I mean, some, I would say like sometimes share with them some of the things that my coaches said to me as like 16, 17 year old. (laughs) And they're like, Oh my god! No. I can't believe they said that to you. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, like they would have been, post- been canceled, probably." <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. I mean, it's really interesting because, like, the uh, um, Gabrielle, do you know who uh, Destiny Hooker is? I mean, she has a new last name, but she's like absolute star. Oh, De- in- Destiny Hooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I used to play against her. Oh, oh that's, that's so cool! Wow, yeah. you yeah. are so cool. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, I'm. She I'm played like a, like a couple seasons in Puerto Rico. I'm obsessed. That's. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. wow. I'll talk to you about that later. Um, <laughs> eight-year-old. I'm watching the NCAA finals, and um, I'm like, oh my god, I want to be her. Like, I started tipping from the back row on the pipe, and my coach was like, oh, you watched the finals last night, and I was like, yeah. And um, <laughs> and then two years later, I started playing for like a better coach, better team, everything, and she was like, oh yeah, like what what players are you watching and i'm like yeah mostly destiny hooker and she was like yeah you you gotta stop like you're never gonna be as good as her like you're you're nothing like her and and i was like i can't tell you though how like valuable that is for someone to just like be straight with you and say like hey actually you need to watch kelsey robinson and i yeah. did and i've yeah. changed like, the entire style of my play 
but yeah. I feel like as a coach as well, like, you know, I've got a couple of players actually tonight not coming. And I, I, I want to say to them, like, hey, if you don't pass, like, you will not win, period. Like, I know you're yeah. tired. I know you're sick, but like, you got to pass. And that's just like the bottom line of like, it doesn't matter how much I like you or how much like I think you're a good person and have potential. Like, it is just so cut and dry. And, and I, and I'm, I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, why don't I say it? And I, and I, and I think it's because I know it's not going to be received and like help them improve, but it, it is a really weird thing with sports. And I think, like you said, in art as well, like, like, um, I think the reason why I like it here though, is, is, um, I remember, I remember talking to someone at that show I was telling you about that I went to. It was, it was like someone you knew in, in Richmond and they were talking about how hostile some of the crits are. And I think there's like a difference between like being critical just for critical sake and then having like either like your peers, like your teammates, your coaches, your like friends that do art, just say like seriously, like either this is working or this is not working. This is why I think. And then you don't take it as like, oh my God, I'm this, they think like, you know, so personally, um, but yeah, that's def- definitely a, a more soft Gen Z we're looking at. <laughs> yeah. I like it when the younger generation says that it's not just me, the old guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, so cool. yeah. Did you ever talk to Destiny Hooker? Um, we're friends on Facebook, but yeah, she did change her last name because she got married. I don't remember her last name. Yeah, she yeah. played. One of my teammates played with her at Texas. Oh, cool. Yeah. There was a girl that played at Georgia that was an alumni. I think that that played on the Puerto Rican national team, but I, I never like met her or anything. Um, but she might have been my age, but eh, I'm not sure. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, that must have been way after me. I wasn't really paying attention. It's fine because I don't really pay attention that much now. Like I watch the NCAA finals. Um, so I know like, like the studs on those teams, but I, I really kind of like, I'm getting back into it now because of coaching. Cause I, cause I kind of had to, but like, after I was done with college, I was done. I was like burnt out, burnt out, burnt out. It's like, I don't even want to know anything, but then now I'm like, I'm really into beach volleyball. So now I'm yeah. like I'm really following beach volleyball players. Um, cause did that, see- that music. Huh? Sorry. Did, did you see the new Sweden team, the boys team? Uh, yeah. They, yeah. My, my boyfriend is obsessed with them. He's like, <laughs> I'm doing that this summer. I'm going <laughs> to setting. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my new inspiration is Brandy Wilkerson from Canada. <sighs> yeah. She's, I have such a girl crush on her. <laughs> She is just the the best. She, I just would want to meet her and be like, I just love you. <laughs> She's my my inspiration every day. She's my destiny hooker. <laughs> yeah. You know, awesome. so you you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assume you know Kelsey Robinson, right? She's, yeah. I think, yeah, similar ages. But um, so, anyways, after I gave up my love for Destiny Hooker and moved on to the more realistic <laughs> Kelsey Robinson, my mom. <laughs> My aunt sent me a message. I was I was in college, and they sent me a message of them next to Kelsey Robinson at the airport, <laughs> saying, "Oh, look, we met a women's national player." And I was like, "No, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> not okay. I'm not. I'm not cool with this." And yeah, no, that's, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I know she's such a, she's such like a model for volleyball. Uh, 
like as a woman in volleyball, but as a woman in general, she just yeah. presents to be like such a fine, like such a lady, you know? Yeah. Like, she was she... really nice about like to my parent, my mom and my aunt, like she was really sweet. Cause my mom of course told her all about me. Like <laughs> she's obsessed with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. That's classic. No, that, that, I have to talk some more after this as well. <laughs> you guys have each other's I contacts. I just want to go out there and visit you and just. Like, no, just hey, you're coming to Yellowstone for. Or, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm uh, going to Yellowstone first. And then from there, I'll fly, fly to directly Newcastle. to Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. What I, I, you know, one of the things that I think is going to the creative side on this is, you know, I kind of mentioned at the beginning, like watching both of you kind of. I don't want to say grow because that sounds like I'm a dad, but develop in different ways as, as creative people. Like Katie, it's been like super cool to like watch, like you were predominantly like two dimensional. And now you're like doing these crazy, huge sculptural things. And then Gabrielle, like, you know, like you're like, you do so much stuff creatively, you know, like, be, you know, singing and like more graphic stuff. I, we have that painting of yours here, you know, like, is there, I want to say if there is there something that like that you appreciate more than than others like maybe Katie like it's still like so new and fresh to you to be doing these like sculptural things I mean those ha that has to be like exciting but like I mean have you sang recently Gabrielle you know it's funny because like when we planned to do this I was like oh my god I haven't created anything in a long time <laughs> Because I, you know, and, and this is like a point that I wanted to bring uh, earlier when we were talking about like what the arts culture is here in the States or like being accepted as an artist or anything. Um, I battle a lot with the little voice in the back of my head, that little like Western voice that says like, oh, if you're not producing, like me, like producing to make money or whatever it's a waste of time so and then like a lot of times it's i think in the states people see being an artist as a privilege rather than what you do or or a way of expression and just like being able to create something and it's okay to it should be more than okay than just creating than than just creating something but i haven't because i haven't because I've been so busy trying to survive <laughs> and like, and coaching and everything. And that has taken so much of my bandwidth to like, a, to have like a life balance. I actually like haven't created a lot. And then when I start like, okay, I'm going to dedicate today to, to put some, to like, to finally paint again or draw again, because that's always been like my favorite medium. Um, I start to feel guilty that I'm not doing something else and it's like and it just comes out of nowhere like I'm not like I know that I'm good um but I definitely have that voice in the back of my head saying like you're just wasting your time you said that you're you're and, and then you know it's like oh you're not as good as you used to be because you haven't done it in a long time so why even start like why even you know and it's like that I'm going to start calling you every day and getting your shit together. That's what I'm going to do. Please do. I'm going to totally do that. But you're Please right. Do. But you're right. Like I, it is, there is that, I, I think that's so Western. It is like this privileged thing and it's not, it's not meaningful. Like you're just, Oh, you're just whatever. Like you're just doing this art thing. And it's like, 
No, it's actually so freaking beneficial. Like, you know, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's exercise and it's the same, yeah. the same, you know, we talk, I talk about this all the time on the podcast, but it's just like this, this getting in that flow state where everything just kind of melts away. And so it's good for us to do it. It doesn't have to be anything. Like it doesn't have to be for sale. It can just be sitting down and doing it and doodling or like painting or whatever. And it's, but it is like, it's, it's I, like, I know what you mean. Like there's that thing where it's like, it's almost <clears throat> Like you just get in your own way because it's like, like that voice in your head. And it's like that you're, yeah, you're wasting your time. Like this is meaningless bullshit and blah, blah. And it's like, but you know, it's not, you know, it's not. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I feel like such an, a, uh, I feel like I've abandoned that part of myself that I've identified myself as mostly. So I, I, I have to, I have to regain that, that confidence back. <laughs> I think what we said earlier too, though, about, I mean, I don't know, like in one way, I think approaching the art as kind of like similar to sports and like, you know, it's like exercise, it's like practice, it's this and that, but then it's also not. And one of the things that I think is really exciting if you haven't done any art for a while and you've just been like living your life is that whatever you've been living now goes straight to the work. Like it's, it's not, if, if anything, if you make the same thing over and over and over again like and you don't like one of my professors here was just like was making so much when I first got here he just told me he was like hey you got to stop for a little bit like chill out you know it was the best thing ever because then I could just like actually sit back and be like let me think like think about what would what you would be interested in and and, and kind of go in that direction but yeah I mean definitely when I was home that I remember feeling this way as well like oh my god like how many paintings am I going to make this year? And like, am I going to get opportunities from them? And blah, blah, blah. and now I make, you know, like some, some weeks I'm doing nothing. I'm just, I don't know, on Facebook marketplace trying to find like random ventilation ducts or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I remember thinking like, is this my MA? Like, is this really it? And then when it all came together at the end and like, I was happy with it. Like people were engaged in it. I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like, this like productivity does not equal good art, you know, where, yeah. I mean, it's like that in volleyball too. Like, you know, if you, if you just show up every day and just like, I don't know, serve a thousand balls, that doesn't necessarily mean like you're going to win the game or whatever. So yeah. 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 yeah totally. Totally. <laughs> um, By the way, Katie, you need to hear her sing. We won't make you sing right now. But <laughs> What's funny is that I need, I need, so I was in talks with hiring a vocal coach because, because of coaching, my voice has changed a lot. Like my talking voice, <clears throat> I'm a lot more gravelly, which kind of helps the jazz, but, um, but it definitely has, um, created quite a difference, quite a difference in my voice. It's, uh, you know, like I wish <clears throat> that I could get back into I just have too many other things going on, like, but I'm still, I have to, I'm going to send you i uh, I'm going to send you both like a new song I just recorded and put it like a crazy weird video to it, but I'll send it to you both. But I, like, I'm still obsessed with singing and, but like you're saying, like, you're right because I, I don't, I do not do any more vocal exercises like I used to. And it's like, so you go <laughs> that space and it's like, ah, and it's, and it's like, <laughs> oh shit. You know, I forgot I didn't warm up and, but it's, 
it's it's again it's like it's a practice like your your vocals are a muscle and like if you exercise them you know it it's better and it's but it's it's just another another damn creative outlet (laughs) and it's like it's hard to like do you know um but no i think that's cool like the do you do that like are you doing it anymore because the last time we talked think you were sort of getting away from acting type stuff are you still like interested in that space at all or what's really fun december last year was just a jam-packed month because i randomly so i was in acting for a long time and then and then i was and then i had to go inactive because i literally ran out of money and i couldn't do it i I literally that story like driving yeah i couldn't do it anymore and then out of the blue, I was doing a one-on-one training. Out of the blue, my old um, agent called me after like seven years really? I hadn't talked to him. <laughs> and he um, and he asked like, hey, are you, you know, how are you doing? I know it's been a long time. Are you still acting? Are you still interested in acting? Uh, because he had this role in this um, horror film that would have been perfect because they needed a tall woman. Something that I didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he said, you know, there's a catch there. We don't see your face. You're totally masked up and, um, and you don't have any lines, <laughs> but you know, could be. And I was like, shit, oh, whatever. Like, I'm not going to say no. It sounds like a really hilarious and fun and random, totally out of the blue opportunity. So, and he said, he said like this production company, what they do is that they always reuse the same actors. So if they like to work with you, they could potentially bring you on for future projects. And effectively I just, I, I filmed, um, I essentially did stunts, but I was the, the the main bad guy in this, uh, in this horror flick, um, that's going to be streaming on BET. And, uh, yeah, so it, that was just like the most random, thing that has happened to me in so so long because I thought that even though acting for me was like such a fire I didn't think that I was gonna do do it and get paid so then you know like even if it's just doing stunts it was it was just really really fun and invigorating to be to be on that but I don't know if that's necessarily what I really want to get into um back again because I realized that um, I love acting. Filming movies is totally different. And it's like, it's such a different, you know, it's a lot of stop and go. It's a lot of technicalities. I worked for a cinematographer over the year, over the last 10 years, like just on, on freelance basis. And it's just, a, and it's funny because it's just a bunch of like tech nerds that get together over what cameras look good <laughs> and the lenses and all of that. And then you just get, you know, artists to like act in front of the camera and hopefully they're really good. You know, and you, you know, it's just like a bunch of techie nerds that are putting, that are putting pictures into motion. <laughs> and um, so like, I love, <laughs> I love, I love acting, but I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily totally love the process of making a movie. Um, because it's just it, huh? So ask like, where where are you living in in the U.S.? Like, I, I'm living in California on the Central Coast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, imagine, uh, yeah, that the movie industry there is is very techy. 
Yeah. 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 They're just, it's just, it's funny. There were, and there, what was really good is that they were all really good people. They weren't like too into themselves or anything like that, but it is definite. I'm really glad that I didn't get into that world when I was trying to get into it when I was younger. Cause I think you can get, if you don't really know yourself as a person or as an artist and you're trying to search and really seek this one thing, you'll end up doing I think some people will end up doing whatever it takes to get to it, which I understand that. But at what point are you sacrificing and then kind of losing yourself in, in, in that journey? Um, so yeah, I was just, that was just like a really random case of a, of a movie. <laughs> That's awesome though. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. I think you're like, what you just said though, is I, I actually love getting older. Um, because I'm obviously beautiful when I'm not kidding. Um, um, no, because it's like, I like you just start getting rid of the bullshit. And I think you're completely right. Is like that idea, like kind of in anything you can get, like when you're younger, you just can get taken advantage of. Um, and, and even it's just like, as a visual artist, if you get sucked up into like a gallery, it might be great. And you make a shitload of money, but like, are you really doing the thing you really want to do? Like, or are you being, are you making going back to the money thing, you just making work to sell. And it's like, for me, it's just like the older I get, it's like the less I care about the bullshit. And it's just like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to live out the rest of my days in the coolest way I know possible, whatever the hell that means, you know, like singing songs and making art and doing this business thing, whatever the hell it is. But it's like, I like, I think, God, I just, I, people need to enjoy life more. And I think that, you know, like, again, like physical creative activities are like such great ways to just kind of live in such a beautiful way, you know? And I just don't think as many, like enough people do that because life does, it just swallows you up and it can. Yeah. It's very easy for it to happen. Wait till you guys yeah. get to be my age. You're like, you're just, Oh, See, this guy was poetic as shit. No. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm there in the, like, uh, like when um, like you're talking about like mental health and like art and, and how important it is. I feel like when I was younger, I hit like such a rock bottom that I genuinely was like, oh, okay, I have to do like, it's not like I want to do this or it's a privilege to do it. Is that like, I have to make work. Yep. And I think actually it was such a blessing, like kind of this, like being able to accept that about myself and like, not a, that it's like a personality thing, but it's like, even if I'm making art in my parents' basement and having five followers on Instagram being my family only for a few <laughs> years, that, and that's whatever. Like I was, I was perfectly happy then. And yeah. So, I mean, definitely people need to enjoy themselves more. Like sometimes hearing some of my friends now who are, I don't know, either getting mortgages or engagement rings or whatever. <laughs> these young, I, I'm, I'm actually loving the Europe as well because like people don't get married as fast, you know? Right. That's what I think too. People here. I must be European then. <clears throat> yeah, you're I'm like European <laughs> times two. <laughs> Yeah, you just missed all the, the divorce. But yeah, so it's like really nice because I feel like and also coaching at a university and having very like casual coaching. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm friends with my players like in a 
what would never happen in the US, but like like yeah. being around young people and like like kind of seeing that that difference of like, oh okay, like I'm I'm making decisions and I'm enjoying my life and you know, like maybe I'm not saving all my money to get a mortgage when I'm twenty eight, but whatever. Yeah. I mean I don't want it. You don't want to have, I just yeah. had to cut down a tree in the backyard. Not me, but somebody uh, did. It was like $6,000 to take a tree. It was like, jeez, like that's, that's a so freaking down payment for a car. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like I can't afford that shit. It's crazy. Like, can you not just chop it down? Like, oh no, it, you've seen my, the trees, my, they're huge. Oh yeah. Virginia. Oh no. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we get these hurricanes every once in a while. And it's like, it had to come down. I'm like, oh. <sighs> yeah. So somebody needs to buy my paintings. What I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll try. I I um update. Update. Um, maybe maybe a guest appearance from you at this. Uh, so I I applied with a friend, um, to like run this art space. I mean, it's like a gallery essentially. Oh, sweet. But it's uh, through a um charity that connects landlords and empty shop spaces on high streets in nice. England. So, I mean, it's, it's indefinitely like a rundown city in Northeast of England, but, uh, we get the keys next week and, That's um, awesome. yeah. so you're going to do like a little project space. Yeah. So we're going to have like a small studio space in the back. Yep. Um, and we've got like a program set up for the next six months. So That's it's awesome. Super- wow. It's, it's crazy. Honestly, like I've never gotten, I mean, like I got accepted to my MA and that was surprising. But besides that, like anything I apply to, I'm like, nah, I'm not getting it. Like after a while, I just like stopped applying to anything. I mean, I now I definitely don't apply to things that are paid. But my friend, she convinced me. She was like, no, it's a good opportunity. Like she came over and we like, you know, did the application. It went out and I was like immediately like, nope, <laughs> not getting that. Um, and then we got it. And then they gave us a bigger space. So I feel wow. like a lot coming together. Um yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's the things that you're not like really trying to make happen. Sometimes it's things that just kind of, you have to yeah. let happen. Sometimes you just got to let it go. It's like trying to grab water. Yeah. Like right place, right time. Like well, you also just got to put it out in the, I'm into the universe. Don't they say that you got to be like that optimistic, um, like I'm getting this shit. Like this is going to happen, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought eventually, but you know, next week I was not really planning for it. So surprise! So it's That's exciting. Awesome. We've got some really interesting artists like lined up for the the first first show. We're gonna just do kind of like conversations between two artists. Yep. So I mean, literally, kind of like the visual version of this podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Um, we've got this one artist. His name's Jax. He does these. Um, I mean, I guess the theme that we're like going off of. Um, it's like kind of like the digital body, like how you, how you interact with like technology and like how artists, like one of the artists is a painter. She's like spray paints and what she's been doing these like very abstracted um, paintings of other people's vacations, like pictures of their vacations. And I think it's hilarious. And then the guy he does, he makes these like kind of silicone fleshy looking blobs that he's got like hooked up to, like there's like a motor underneath it. And then like there's an interface that you react with. And then when you move your hands, like this like blob moves with you. You know, it's just like this really like random weird thing. And I think like visually it's going to look 
so bizarre but we're gonna do like public like small little publications i think mostly for ourselves just to document like yep. what we're doing and like different conversations that we're having with each other because like so there's some conversations that i mean again you're doing it right now so but it's like with artists here that i'm like oh my god like for my practice i cannot believe that one day i might forget this conversation that i'm having at a pub or like a bar um, but I think so, that these conversations are so like important. Like they, I mean, you know, like they're, first of all, they're fun. Like I, you know, I like both of you like, so that like I would have these conversations just on a telephone call, but recording it cool because it goes out into the world and people like there's stuff, there's stuff that's been said that everybody can gravitate towards and understand and like take. And they're also just, I know I always say that things are inspiring because it's like, again, like when I had Gabrielle take, come to the class, it's like, that one girl, um, I can't, can't remember her name. They played on the volleyball team. Remember I told you after, like, she was like, um, after you did the class, like she like was like, Oh, that is, that is so awesome. Like, it's so cool. Like that's inspiring to me because it like allows me to like see what somebody else is, you know, it's like that shit's yeah. in, like important because it's like, it's that, that lineage of like, you can inspire that next generation. They can inspire them. You know, it's like that. It's just if we stop trying to like elevate each other, like what the hell are we doing? Then Elon, uh, Elon Musk is going to take over the world and, uh, <laughs> and put chips in like, the rest of us. And like, then that's boring as shit. But what you're saying though, like, uh, I think we've talked about it before about the U S and like these pockets, those like pockets of places like New York, California, Texas, like different, I guess like highly populated areas where you have access <clears throat> to some culture or I'm not sorry, not culture. Like there's culture everywhere. And I like, I love where I'm from, like lots of great culture, but like that lineage of like that history and, and like what's happened in these types of conversations. And then there's places where that doesn't exist. And kind of this whole like, yeah, conversation of what is art is, is just not available. And that's such a sad sad thing it's, and, i mean it's so but it's so weird like it's i'm sorry to interrupt it like i was gonna say like no, our neighbor <clears throat> out in montana rancher guy been a rancher forever and soup like we get along super well and I, i've always felt that he's got this this there's something like deeper about him and this one day was it this summer it was either this summer i think it was this summer i um i call you know i text him and say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm coming to town. I'm going to camp on the land. And you know, like we always, I always try to catch up with him and I'm yeah. driving up uh, down the dirt road to where, where he's, and he's sitting there in his truck, you know, beat up pickup truck at the top of like this kind of hill where our, our land is. And he's watching the sunset with a, with like a, a, a sub. And I'm just like, this guy, this guy's, you know, it's like, I think sometimes we think that, these people we don't think are creative. They are, but they don't want to show it because it's, there's a vulnerability to being an artist. And it's like, but to me, it's like, that's, it's so awesome to see that. Like you said, like where you're from, it's a small town in Virginia, but there's culture there. We know it is. And like, and it's like, how do we unlock that? How do we let people be vulnerable yeah. enough to like, Oh, well, Katie's creative. Like I'm going to, be creative because like she allows me to be creative. You know, I've said this about like, I think I would say this all the time. Like, you know, did you meet Tony? No, you didn't meet Tony Mandridge because he was never, but Percy, Percy's an example. Um, Katie, you've met Percy. He's like a huge dude and he makes these beautiful 
artworks. And it's like, to me, it's like that. It just knocks down those stereotypes of like big macho or athletic, you know, it's like that, that, you know, we've probably all had the dumb jock mentality and it's like, no, we're actually really smart and we actually have are sensitive. We might think differently than an accountant for instance, or whatever, but like that vulnerability to me, like allowing people to go, like to enter and go, Oh, it's okay to do this. It's okay to, you know, like to show my creative side, like that's badass to me. Yeah. Badass. I mean, not to make it like, not, not to make it gendered and like, it's it more of like talking about like masculinity and like femininity, femininity, but like that creative side is, it's like, you need to be able to, to be a little bit, at least a little bit vulnerable just to start yep. because you might make something, it might look horrible, but like, I feel like in the U.S. in terms of kind of, yeah, like gender and like those types of words now. And, and it like it's a very, very hard place to be a guy, I think. And so, I mean, it's hard to be women. I make very feminine work. I mean, yeah, you, like, you do. I, which you is do. I always think it's I, I always think it's funny because my music's like in your face, like, ah, and then my work's like very sensitive, quiet. And then like as an athlete, I was, you know, I was an athlete. So it's like this yeah. weird, like, I don't know who the hell I am. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you are just a concept. <laughs> I love that. That's a t-shirt right there. I am just a concept. God, that's good. I like that. I'm writing that down. I'm going to steal that from you. Um, well, I, but you know, it, yeah. I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to kind of like, just um, go off of that uh, just for, a moment because I, I think that is the reason why so many people don't let themselves create is because I feel like it's like it, it is that that vulnerable side and, and yeah. while there is a movement I see it a little bit more with like with the with the Gen Z you know like they're willing to be a little bit more vulnerable and more open um but there is a hard a hard like you know like the that self-judgment is at harsher than anybody else's judgment could give you. Um, hold on, I have to charge my iPad. I'm gonna. You're just. You're gonna have to be on the ground. <laughs> uh, this is the part I'm gonna show on the on the uh, on the, the ad. Just like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like just having that. Ha- there's more of a conversation around that where it's, you know, being able to balance like both vulnerability and also being comfortable with, with however you identify. Yep. Um, but everything always, always requires like a sense of vulnerability, but it's difficult for, for a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. It is. It's hard. It's fun. And, and- it's fun when it actually happens too, though. Like when you see it, when, when people do allow it. Yeah. Um, I think, and especially when with art too, it kind of, I guess in a historic way, we've reached the point where anything is art. So it's now almost so confusing for people to enter that space because they're like, whoa, like they're, they're, they're grappling with if they agree with that art is everything and what, like where to even start. And then it's just like, no, they just don't start. Um, but yeah. Well, I'm going to cut it off because I know you guys are busy yeah. people and stuff, but and I, I like, for me, it's like, it's, it's just cool to like to put you guys together because I think there is like a yeah. conversation beyond this thing. And I, like, I, as I said, I know I'm going to like, obviously talk to both of you and, and now I know I have to like make you start singing again. We can do a duet. Did we yeah. talk about doing a duet? Do you want me to just write a song and we like you can sing on? 
and then we can sing. Sure. But like, yeah. my, oh, I got to send, I mean, I got to send that thing to you both. Um, but like, I, you know, I, this, this is actually kind of in some ways the first of this sort of sub series in the, in the podcast of these conversation things. And this is a blast. Like, this is like really cool as shit to me, like to have these, like, you know, cause it didn't see like, obviously we're like looking at each other on zoom and blah, 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 but it didn't seem like, yeah, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel yeah. like a podcast per se. It's just like, yeah. which is like, I, I don't think any of the podcasts really but, do, but it's like, this just felt like this was a cool connective to like what I thought were, I mean, obviously similar because of your, your backgrounds and stuff, but just even kind of mentality and kind of drive and, um, I don't know. It was badass. That was fun as shit. I feel like you're matchmaking friends. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> should, I, should I start a new business? Ooh. Instead of. What's that? It's not about art at all. It's just about like, well, no, it's 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 like art, but Bumble for friends. I was just going to say yes. that. I'm going to start a damn Frumble. We'll just call it Frumble. <laughs> Fremble, maybe. I don't know. That's actually a really good idea. I, I know. That's yes. not bad. Huh. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Well, we're gonna, is, I'm going to LLC I, I that. Gotta, you guys can be co co-partners into this crime and, uh, Fremble frame. Fre I don't know. What's the other one? Tinder friender friender. Ooh, friender. Jesus. Friender. <laughs> okay, well, I hate to break up this, this friender but, Tinder. Yeah. Art. Yeah, but I do have to go yep. to practice. No. But, and I'll uh, send you guys, this will be out in a couple weeks. I'll send you guys stuff. I'll, I'll just write some music that sounds like Friender, Friender, like the new Friender app uh, soundtrack. And um, but no, and when you're back, when you're back in Virginia, let me know. Um, and yeah, then you're coming. You're coming to Yellowstone, so that'll be awesome to hang out. And <laughs> let's okay. I'm gonna fly out to Virginia when you're there, and then I'm gonna go to Newcastle whenever you're there, and then we're going to Yellowstone. Then we'll just drive so to Yellowstone from place. here. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Bye. You're on the East Coast, everyone. So, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Well, that is exactly what I was hoping would happen. Just such a cool conversation. Really awesome to hear both of their experiences, both similar and different, uh, how athletics and creativity has really affected their lives in incredible ways. Just love catching up with both of them and hearing such you know, really cool updates. Again, make sure to follow Katie on Instagram at Hauser underscore art and at Concrete Collective and follow Gabrielle at Gabby Longlegs. Make sure to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network and remember to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com and our social media platforms and check out our product lines, news and upcoming events. Thank you for listening to the abstract athlete podcast we will see you next week and as always do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind stay well out there <laughs>